Hello and welcome to Flippin' and Mashing, a podcast about pinball, arcade, video games, and whatever else we come up with. This is your host, Parnell, and... Lo Ryan! This is going to be a little quick and dirty episode. We kind of wanted to talk about CGC. Uh, I just recently heard that they had said they were going to make 6 to 10 remakes. I did not know that they had said this. I thought they were just going to kind of... If demand was there on a title that they could make, potentially, they would just, you know, go ahead and make that money. Obviously, it is a lot of work to make a game, but they have a lot of the stuff already done, right? Mechs, like, everything's there. They just have to recreate it, and some of those castings or parts are already there. They just have to make them. So it's not as hard, quote-unquote, as maybe making a game from scratch, or maybe it just shouldn't take as long, but it's the same hardness. I personally own a Medieval Madness LE. Ryan, you have a CGC game. Let's start with, what do you think of the build quality? Um, so, yeah, I guess the build quality of them isn't awful. I would say that they're pretty on point in some areas with build quality that I've seen from maybe Spooky even. Um and I don't know if that's a compliment towards Spooky or CGC, but um, the cabinets are heavy. They're definitely heavier than uh, new Stern titles. <laughs> yep. um, I think that they're about as heavy as JJP games, roughly. Um, of course, I haven't moved any of them that are standard edition uh, games as opposed to the wide bodies that they used to be because those things are like cruise ship boat anchors. Uh, but beyond that, I think that, uh, I'm not totally in love with like the huge board that's underneath the center of my attack from Mars LE that I think kind of controls most of the inserts. I, Oh, the PCB board, really, really, really big PCB board, uh, underneath the the field. Yeah. And I'm not totally in love with that. Um, because the components, I mean, they're all surface mount, which is, you know, whatever. Uh, but I guess more so than anything, I'm just not like totally jazzed man about a board that's like larger than a a few footballs, kind of, if you'd cut them up and laid them out as far as size, just because it's kind of, it's a really big board and it just kind of concerns me that possibly down the road that there could be issues related to that wouldn't that maybe mean it's easier to work on because you just remove a single board and there's a bunch of stuff on it i mean technically yeah it could be viewed as that okay so you you were just concerned right because i mean you know the well i mean everyone i think already kind of knows how we feel about stern and their build quality and everything else but i do like the idea that the node boards are smaller, um, meaning that there's theoretically less components that it's controlling. So if that board goes out, it's going to be easier to yank out as opposed to one that has like everything plugged into it underneath uh, the play field. I sent you a picture. Uh-oh. Parnell, I can't look at those kind of pictures. <laughs> Why would you send me that? <laughs> because we have that connection. Is that the size board you're talking about? It's it's bigger than that. Um, okay, so I a... sent him a picture of the original Attack from Mars light board from underneath. So it's bigger than that? Yeah, let me see if I can quickly pull it up. Just to talk while Ryan is looking. I have surface mount soldered a bunch. It doesn't technically scare me. It's definitely humanly possible to solder this these components on and off the board. You just have to be a little more careful. Testing is a little more small uh, points for your multimeter and such. It definitely scares a lot of collectors currently in the market who are used to the through-hole stuff, uh, but we also can't deny the future and the technology advancements that are coming. While some of these boards are not quote-unquote all that reliable, I think Stern's spike system is still kind of working out some kinks. The more revisions they have, the more reliable it should get. 
I do think CGC's had a little bit more reliability out of theirs. Uh, they do use a BeagleBone Black as their CPU in the back box, and that made me wonder why. I get that it's cheap to just plug in like a $30. It looks just like a Raspberry Pi, but it's a little bit different. But you plug it in uh, from the header pin, and then it's on a carrier board, and they break out all the extra stuff uh, for the node boards and stuff from there. I have a spare BeagleBone Black as a backup for future ish issues. I've heard the only problems I've heard are some people trying to update their games, and the BeagleBone just doesn't want to take the the update. And a lot of that sometimes also has to do with the quality of the SD card, the format of it. I mean, there's a lot of these stupid little nuancey things, but most people have then called CGC up got either a SD card shipped to them or they shipped theirs out, got it reformatted, sent back, and they were somehow able to get it done. The one thing I'd like to point out that is good on the node board or on the, the light boards that CGC uses is they use, from my understanding, when they were making MMR, Medieval Manus, they would use three LEDs per light for the inserts. And they would only light two, and if one went out, they could then trip the other one. So like if a LED did die, you're not going to see that light go out for a long time. And I do like that idea. It kind of adds some longevity and redundancy to the system, per se. Oh, yeah. Well, and I just sent you a uh, picture of underneath the playfield of one like mine. And you can see that the board's quite a bit bigger than the one that used to go underneath there. It and looks... It has Maybe a I'm, lot more stuff attached to it besides just through-hole sockets for bulbs. <laughs> I mean, most of the components on the playfield and under the playfield connect to this thing. Yeah, it's just a lot of logic. Right. And troubleshooting that down the road is <laughs> going to be the bane of my existence. Interesting. Yeah, as long as the game works, I like this idea. Sure, yeah. I mean, as long as it works. But, I mean, me and you both know that pinball's just one one game away from being a, a broken <laughs> piece of shit. Yeah, uh, that's unfortunately true. Yep. All right, so you don't like some of the... Because the schematics are now changing. And I have not opened, like, the book for my, my game. So is I there... I have opened the book. Do and... they give you a good schematic kind of overview so that you could troubleshoot? I mean, kind of. Okay, it's so like not there awful. would be a possibility down the road to troubleshoot it. Yeah, I mean, anything's troubleshootable if you are skilled enough or you yeah, take but like the time Stern hasn't learned. It took Stern years to release anything for their spike system. Right. Well, that's because I think Stern didn't really know a lot about their spike <laughs> system at the time. I think I think they just kind of like roughly threw it together. I, I hate to bring it up again, but I think Spooky's kind of ahead of the game at this point using, you know, P3, the P3 platform, which... But that's new. Eh, I, but... So their first handful of games, they didn't do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ben Heck was trying to use his custom thing, but once TNA came out, they started with P3 and they haven't looked Correct. back. But that's... Like, legit, their second-to-last game. Well, I guess Alice Cooper. Yeah. And what does Alice Cooper use? I think that. That's P3. Yep. That's a, it's a much easier way to standardize and then base your game off of because it's using known components. But I've heard they also don't have manuals out for their games. Oh, they probably don't. But the thing is, is you could hit up the guys at P3 and they'd be able to help you, presumably. Well... They can help you with the board and maybe something right. specific, but like Spooky and Chris from Kingpin, who is their tech support, can help. But that is kind of like, come on, guys, let's get some manuals out. Focus on that a little bit. And I'm assuming right. they're working on it. But it's yeah, just and I, I'm not trying to sing that you know Spooky's perfect and everyone else sucks. Um, obviously, these CGC games are reliable and resilient because i mean we've already seen some guys that have taken ones off route and sold to home collectors presumably uh that have had a shitload of plays on them uh and they continue to work and, and play and function um that wasn't as much it it's just 
long term, it does concern me because, you know, there's definitely the camp that believes that a shaker motor and a stern game, you're just waiting to have node board issues. And my attack from Mars, because it's an LE, has a shaker motor in it from the factory. And if node boards are going to have problems, I can only wonder a board that's like 12 times the size of a node board uh, is, you know, how long I'm going to have before it starts to have problems related to vibration uh, just because it's so large. And I mean, it might not ever, right? And then that could go back to Stern's build quality being shoddy. But the other side of it could be that, um, you know, no one place is perfect, I guess. I like the idea of what Spooky's doing and what Multimorphic is doing, obviously, because they're the ones that design the boards. I wish that the boards and hardware uh, in, rela- in regards to that would become more standardized. Like if we're going to continue to go down this path of all these different manufacturers popping up and trying to do different things, it makes sense from an operator standpoint and as just a home collector standpoint, it'd be really bitching if there was only like two systems or three systems, you know, I kind of wish that people started to use the fast system. Cause I'd love to see that being utilized with P3 and, you know, I guess Stern's going to continue to use theirs, but it'd be pretty interesting to see if manufacturers could kind of go down those roads as opposed to everybody has to have their own boards. Everybody has to have their own driver boards and everything else. And none of them can be the same. I just think in some ways it, it kind of sucks. Now, of course, that's how pinball's been previously, but, you know, um, I can still hope and wish and dream that's the that's too that's too nuts cuz every manufacturer then has to support that board set they have to fully believe in it and if they didn't design it or help with it like how do they know they can trust it so that'd be a tough one yeah i mean like i said i i just i that's my only real gripe with like board related stuff so what do you like about the cgc game not a specific game but just if you got any of their games what do you like about it yeah, so I definitely do like uh, the playfields seem to be holding up really well. So I can comment about that. I can definitely say that the mechs and everything seem to be holding up just fine. Um, I like how heavy the game is. I don't like moving the game because it's so heavy, but I like how heavy it is. It definitely feels like um, something that's very well put together which I can really appreciate. Mm -hmm. I would agree. I think the build quality is pretty good. I do like the weight. Uh, My LE, which I think yours might as well, is a plywood bottom, plywood cabinet that I know. We heard someone mention that some of the standard builds use a MDF or cheaper wood. I asked the question, but no one's proven it to me with pictures, so I'm not too sure. I would definitely buy another CGC title. The update process is super easy. My support with them has been pretty quick. They have a forum just for their stuff, and people are pretty good about responding. Lloyd from SS Billiards did tech support. If he still does, he responds God, almost 24 hours a day. They try to keep most of the top of the playfield the same as the original, so you can kind of swap parts. I don't really have any fears of longevity of the boards, but I also haven't thought about it as well (laughs) that might that might be one of those things where i just never ever try to think about it so that i don't go down that path and buy a bunch of extras well i guess we'll see in a couple years if if they are still holding up like the original mmrs and uh if cgc still sells the board sets like if they keep the board sets available to purchase then i can just replace them some maybe some board repair people will also pick up uh, repairing those boards if board repair people can fix through hole stuff and they do it daily uh, surface mount stuff is not that all that hard uh, beyond that they already have the the technique and the skills it's more of the average pinball repair person that's going to have the the technical deal difficulties of that smaller stuff yeah dick holes like me yeah <laughs> what else we have 
a list of current titles. We have Medieval Manus, Attack from Mars, and Monster Bash. And as I said earlier, it was said they were going to make six to ten remakes, and then that was it. There's a rumor of Cactus Canyon. What other games do you think that they would remake that are... I'm assuming they want to make a game that's above $6,000 on the market now so they can still be easily priced in where they should. Licensing-wise, it's an easy one to to either non-license or an easy license. Like Monster Bash, I would never have thought that that would have happened, but it did. So I have a little, I have my little thought list. What what do you think they would do? All right, so I'm looking over the list right now, and I definitely see a few games that I could see being remade, uh, either due to the cost of them plus the fact that they're no longer produced. I think Circus Voltaire could be a serious contender. Oh, snaps. I that game, that I don't think a lot of people talk about that one in the grand scheme of things. You know, I think everyone kind of defaults to like, Adam's Family and maybe Indiana Jones and Twilight Zone. And, and those are very real possible remakes as well. But, I mean, let's not forget, man, Circus Voltaire is selling for like over $8,500 a lot of times. And that is a silly amount of money for a game that old. So I think, you know, Circus Voltaire could be one. Um I definitely think we could even maybe see a fun house being remade. It doesn't use a DMD though. I know. Hmm. Maybe they make the one that always was supposed to be. Okay. So they did technically hire somebody to do code for them. I don't remember his name, but he had been tweaking code for other games. Right. And He's now employed by CGC, and they mm-hmm. have gotten approval to edit code for the for other games that are Williams and Bally. Right. So that could be some other possibilities. But did Funhouse have a DMD prototype, or was it just an idea? Uh, so Funhouse was supposed to have a DMD, but and I don't know all the details. I'm sure there's somebody that's going to be yelling at, at their, uh, you know, earbuds or their car radio as they're listening to us. But Funhouse was supposed to be a, the first dot matrix display game uh, because they were actually figuring out how to work DMD displays on System Eleven hardware because as we may or may not know, that's 100% possible because that's how games like Tales from the Crypt, Lethal Weapon 3, and Last Action Hero, those are all Data East games, but they're running essentially System 11 boards inside of them. I mean, they're tweaked slightly, but we're more or less talking about Carmen copies minus legally what they had to change so they didn't get sued again um, to be able to run DMD displays off of System 11 stuff. So it wouldn't surprise me if that one maybe made a pop-up and they actually changed it and tweaked it slightly. Uh, I mean, it's possible that maybe because they own everything Williams, they might have the original drawings or and or art that was supposed to be for the backlash slash translate for a Funhouse DMD game. How nuts would that be, listeners? I feel like... The title commands like $4,500, and I don't know if it would be all that valuable. I think with the dot matrix display and possibly new code, I could totally see it. The only way I see it is that it. a lot of people have uh, some nostalgia from it growing up, but I don't think it has the popularity. I think it for, does. For the effort to put into it. Sure. You're saying, I mean, if you aren't the biggest fan, nor am I, but I mean, you know, I'm sure a lot of people would totally get down with paying seven grand for a fun house that's a hundred percent all brand new, brand new playfield, and has a DMD display and all new DMD animations and custom code that further extends the game and makes it even deeper than it already is, I could totally see people paying that. But I could also see it not being that way. So 
I, I guess it's it's both sides. Um, it's a system eleven. It's yeah. All so right. what Big else? Bang Bar. Okay, hang on. Then you're bringing in Capcom, so yep. you got to keep the Bally Williams. Well, I'm still saying I, I could see Big Bang Bar. Mark it down today, listeners. February 16th, I said this. Um, Creature from the Black Lagoon, I could totally see. It's licensed, but they did Monster Bash, so. Right. Do you think they'll do it even though the designer is that thou who shall not be named? Mm, maybe they'd bring a designer in to tweak it slightly and be like, ha ha, see, this person made this one. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that lower playfield uh, lighting up would be an interesting. I mean, they'd probably use an LCD this time. It'd be a tricky one, right? But I could, I could see that. I could see it being a possibility. Um, let me see what other ones am I seeing here. So I said, you know, Twilight Zone, Indiana Jones, um, Adam's Family, obviously, is low hanging fruit. I almost wonder if Star Trek. Ah, uh, see, you keep bringing up games that have too big of a license and too hard to get. See, so say that, but Star Trek TNG's kind of not relevant, re- relevant anymore, in the same way that it was when it came out. Yeah, but you still have to round up. It's just like the same as why Lord of the Rings probably won't get redone. It's way too hard to get that many people back on board. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of those guys don't have anything currently that's popping up right now. So I, I could see them possibly. Well, let's pick some games that are more realistic. <laughs> okay, Tales from the Arabian Night. You, you, okay. you love that one. For some reason, yeah. Mm-hmm. Theater of Magic, right? Yes. Um, I don't know. I mean, those are the only ones I I can really think of. Maybe, no. Um, yeah, that's all I can think of, really. And there's none others that are really popping out at me that are like, yep, that's definitely one that they could be remaking. Maybe, was it Champion Pub? Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I could see that game if uh, the code was redone because it is very fun, but the code isn't deep enough to warrant. It's kind of like Cactus Canyon. It's gimmicky, but they could change the code up to make it maybe a little more like uh, house friendly. Not friendly, but just like give it more depth to the game. Yeah. Um, The only comment I have to your insane licensing games are if the pinball arcade was able to remake some of these games like the next gen Twilight Zone. T2, and what else did they do? They did a Kickstarter for a lot of these. Oh, Adam's Family. I could see CGC doing them in a similar fashion where they have to maybe bump the price or they're able to work with the licensor. But then, for instance, Adam's Family, they had to change... uh, What's his face? Fester, Uncle Fester. There was licensing issues with a couple people's likenesses. They altered it a little bit. And they were able to produce it. So I could see CGC doing that. It would be uh, partially untrue to the original. But my thoughts, why make it hard? I think Monster Bash is easy because it's just artwork. It's not people's likenesses. Cactus Canyon, most likely. Especially with a code update. Whitewater, easy peasy, no license. Tales of Arabian Nights, easy peasy. Theater of Magic, another easy game. To your point... Circus Voltaire, all games that are pretty much no licenses, very, very fun games, even with the original code, and they sell for more than 6500 which is the base standard price of a CGC game. See, I don't think necessarily, though, now that you're getting into... I think that there's a lot of possibility for games that we aren't considering if they don't want games that have licenses... I could totally see some games that are hovering around like five grand, fifty five hundred, you know, getting remade and there being extra features or things to that effect in them and then trying to sell them for a premium. I think that's too much money. I think it's too big of a gamble 
for them to put that much extra effort in to sell a game that isn't already selling for stupid money. Like when they decided to do this, Medieval Madness was a $15,000 game. Well, sure. Just think of that. And the AFM was going up toward eight. Mm-hmm. So why take the gamble and risk and extra work when they can just sell an original with not doing much except for just adopting it to the platform that they have? If the market isn't going, isn't willing to pay you know, seventy-five to ten thousand dollars for this game, I don't know why a remake would command that price. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, that's a good point. Not to get off of this topic, but CGC has stated they will be making their own games, and they also have a title that is combined with Spooky and Ben Heck, and they have. My thought after today was they potentially could be working with Circus Maximus on bringing Kingpin and Circus to fruition as well because um, we have not heard a lot from Circus Maximus lately. I kind of feel like they might be overwhelmed. It's a lot. It's a lot of work to get this game up. If PPS and CGC own these things and they also want to see them done to justice, that they would help out and uh, split that somehow. So, but that leads. If you do want to talk about it, PPS does have the licensing for Capcom games. So to your point, a big bang bar, that game could easily be remade and it commands exorbitant amount of money and also Capcom's kingpin. Yep. They also could use some code enhancements because I think big bang bar is gorgeous, but uh, the code is just okay. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I haven't had a ton of time on Big Bang Bar to really comment on it. It could be really rad, though. Because of the way my gameplay style is currently of, I don't really have time to play. And when I do, I get a couple games in, and then it's off to, you know, back to reality. My One of my thoughts uh, going down this rabbit trail is, maybe I just need fun games for the, for the time now, for the, for the moment. And a lot of those are proven by these 90s Williams. Now, I don't want to give them too much credit. There's a lot of Sterns that are fun. The 90s Williams are proven to be enjoyable by most people. Uh, I just don't like the price they command. However, there's a handful of games I have that I could trade or sell and purchase a CGC game. And Totan got me into pinball. I would love to have one of those. But now that they command a stupid amount of money, I would rather own a, a remake and if they also do a code enhancement, perfect. I'm assuming part of their code enhancement may have to apply backward to the originals, but maybe not. Uh, they, it's definitely a you are restricted to the WPC ROM size and platform, so they might not be able to fit that on a ROM. But I would be really down for a Tales of Arabia Nights remake. Whitewater, I don't know and the cactus canyon i'd really have to see once it was done and if they enhance the code i just played your afm and it i was probably not having the best day of my life uh shooting wise but those tight those shots are so tight that it makes me laugh that people think that if you owned an attack from mars and a medieval that they're the same game because they are not the same (laughs) the general idea might be the same of hitting something three times but they definitely play different afm is a lot harder and i actually wouldn't mind having that as well i think that that the humor in it is super fun um do you have anything to add otherwise i also just wanted to mention like they've upgraded parts for medieval and their toppers are kind of fun i'm just pretty excited to see what, what they have next I don't know. Not all their toppers. The Medieval Madness was a big letdown, especially for that that price. Right. What does Monster Monster Bash Bash, do? Really? It doesn't do anything. It's the same thing as Medieval. So AFM, which you have, you have the LE. Right. The topper is actually, I don't know if you'd call it interactive, but it actually does something. No, it's interactive. Because, like, it only moves during, like, certain call-outs or, like, when the ship's blowing up and stuff like that. So... I'd call that as interactive as, I don't know, some of the interactive toys, quote-unquote, that we have in our games right now. Yeah, I thought the topper's pretty fun, especially in 
is it for the player? I don't know. But people watching, it's fun. You hear it and you see the Martian bounce. Is it needed? No. But it definitely adds some fun. And with the way the typer, uh, topper prices are going, my goodness. What is that, like a $2,000 topper now? I'm just happy that they never sold that topper individually mm-hmm. from the rest of the game. They didn't pull a Medieval Madness where they sold the Royal and then they were like, oh, well, you can also just take one of the reasons why you'd want to spend the extra money on a Royal and then just upgrade all those components to like the newest stuff. Super glad they didn't do that with the Attack from Mars because I think that'll make the Attack from Mars LE hold its value better. Yeah. You know, because if I can take a standard, a bog standard edition Medieval Madness and add the big screen and add the topper and add the GI and essentially do everything minus the limited 500 number plate that made the Royal so much more expensive. It's like, what's the fucking difference? Like, I will say, though, it would be nice if they allowed the Excel screen to be updated on standards and potentially the GI, which I will be purchasing for my game. Um, It is nice to be able to break apart your purchase and say you get the standard, which is just like the original. And then later down the road, when you maybe save up money or you have the, the, the money in your game room fund, you can then spend the, the money on the upgrades. I don't know if they're going to allow that because I don't think you can do it with the later games. But wait, it would be super interesting. I'm confused. Hold on. Back up. What do you mean you don't know if you can do it on the later games? Which games? Okay, so Medieval Madness is the only title I know of that you can buy the XL screen and put it into the standard DMD size. Right. Game. So, yeah. like, when you buy the Monster Bash or Attack from Mars Standard Edition, I don't know if you can upgrade that screen. No, you can't. But I don't know if you can. Like, has someone actually installed it yet? Uh, I believe that they use different boards. So, I, I think that they actually moved, like, where the boards are located on the newer Medieval Madness remake. Uh, well, I'm not that's... 100% sure, but... I don't remember either. I have a later build because of my <laughs> issues that went before I got my game. So my beagle bone and stuff is up in the back box. And there's a kit for my game. I would assume that your game has a similar board layout. And unless they changed some stuff or locked it out with some other stuff. God, I, I hope so. I, I'll be I pissed. Pissed. Why would you be pissed? <laughs> Because the only thing that would justify the price difference from a standard to mine. You have I an mean, LE, though. It's totally right. different. No. No, it's the same as the Royal. That's that's what I'm getting at. Like, No, I'm saying the standard Attack from Mars doesn't have the color-changing saucers and all this other stuff. So like, if I could buy the standard and add a screen update for $650, i am still at just under the price of a special edition. I mean, I'm not getting anywhere close to what the features you have. Well, I mean, I don't have that many features. I have the topper. I have the two-color LED uh, on the mini saucers. I have the RGB LEDs on the main saucer. And I have the big screen with the color-changing speakers. Yeah. And mirror blades from the factory and a shaker motor from the factory. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you can upgrade all that stuff, then... You know, why would anybody want to spend the extra money on an LE? That's that's what I'm getting at. Like, no, because the topper, that's like the main thing, right? The screen update is still a chunk of money, and all I'm getting is a bigger screen. I'm not getting anything. If it's not that big of a deal, why do you want it so bad? Because that screen is huge. Yeah, see, that's exactly why I don't think that, uh, you know, non-LE owners in the Attack from Mars should have one. But there's a special edition that has it. Yep, and that's cool too. They can have theirs, and I'm sure they would agree with me as well. They're like, nope, nope, standard ones shouldn't be able to upgrade to the bigger screen. But but you're okay with it with Medieval? No, I'm not okay with it with Medieval. But, and that's what I said, like, I don't think that those differences should be there. I, I don't think that you should, because then you have these guys that, I, I don't know, in pinball, 
that are like, well, I have the Royal or I have the LE and it has the big screen. So my game's worth fucking $12,000. And it's like, what? Um, They do that anyway. I don't like if I buy the standard and I buy these mods like mine currently, I bought the GI kit. I'll buy the XL screen at some point. Mm-hmm. I will be up toward the price of a royal. After everything's said and done, it will be the price of a royal, right? With the but, topper, if I buy the topper. But yeah, but the royal still like set aside with a badge that says royal, whatever out of whatever. I'm assuming. Well, yeah, and that's why people think it's worth thirty five hundred dollars more right now. And that's uh, no, that's just because no one's making medieval madnesses. <laughs> yeah, well, my point still stands though. Like I, I wish that they stayed the same i wish that they didn't sell it i understand why they did because medieval madness is the most popular game of all time and everybody wants one and whatever but um i think it's just making medieval madnesses again just more and more and more and more expensive you know the the whole point of these remakes wasn't so you could buy one cheap and hold on to it for two years and then sell it for two thousand dollars or more than what you paid for it. It was supposed to get just more of the games out into the ecosystem. Uh, and I'm super not happy with the inflation that's going on right now with medieval. It but that, that's really the whole industry. That's not medieval madness. No, it's, I mean, there's only a few games that we've seen this happen specifically. No, it's fucking every game. No, no. Mm-mm. It's every I'll, game. I'll that argue you don't with own. you right now. Black Knight is not one of those games. It's selling more than what it sold for for retail. The LE was. Mm-mm. No. With the they. topper, your topper just became worth twenty five hundred dollars. <laughs> Tell me you can't sell your game for what you paid plus more. I there's no way I could get ninety four hundred dollars for my LE. I almost doubt it. I bet you could potentially get that with that topper. Maybe, I guess. I don't know. I'm just salty that Medieval Madnesses are so fucking expensive. Again, even though they were just remade like a couple years ago. You're ridiculous. You're taking out other (laughs) issues with this. Absolutely. Well, it's just my opinion, right? I'm I'm entitled to my own wrong opinion. I don't disagree that they should make more. I think that the Medieval Madness is a very wanted title and the market was not filled up. No, it obviously wasn't because people are paying fucking ridiculous money for them. But would you get a standard, like the $6,500 one? I guess they're eight, but like, would you get the basic one with the DMD screen and all that? Uh, Yeah, probably. Hmm. Oh. I don't give a shit about the color changing GI. I really don't care about it in that game. Um, I think the big screen's cool, but it, you know, $700 with shipping and everything else and taxes. Eh? Like, that's that's a lot of money. Yeah, I'm going to record my game before I do the update. Then I'll mm-hmm. record it after. Mm-hmm. I'll kind of see what the difference is because I don't know either. But I. I heard they were running out, and so I just kind of jumped on it. See, I would just keep yours that you have in the box and just fucking hold on to it and wait until, you know, do the dirty reseller thing. Wait until they're out of stock and then sell yours for three times what you paid for it and wait for some jackass to buy it from you because he has to have it because it's an official mod from CGC that's sold out. That's what you should do. No, I want to use it. mm, I'm excited. See, I, I don't know. It's not, not about the money. To, it's about having fun. I'm not trying to poop on your mod. I just, uh, how expensive it is. I, I would not, if I tomorrow got a guy hitting me up to trade my attack for Mars for a medieval and it didn't have that stuff, I would not go buy it. What? Yeah, I, I wouldn't buy the color changing GI. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I just no. did it because I had that money sitting around. <laughs> and uh, I heard the kit was selling out, so I was fear of missing out, so I just grabbed it. Right. I mean, no, I, I get it. I'm just saying I... Here's the thing. Here's why I have considered all of the mods from CGC. Mm-hmm. Because I want to keep this game forever. Mm-hmm. 
those like the, the, like the topper. I think that topper is stupid for six hundred or six fifty. It doesn't do anything. Oh man, it's a deal. Because I was like, well, well, if I keep it forever, it'd be kind of fun to have it. But I'm not going to go out of my way to find six hundred bucks to buy it. the The display, yes, I think that is definitely worthwhile. Because what I'll do is I'll put the big display in, then the old LCD screen can get put in my V pin, because it's just is powered by HDMI. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I, I like I said, I, I think if I got a medieval tomorrow and it didn't have like the big screen, it didn't have the color changing GI, it didn't have the topper. I don't know if I'd buy any of it if it wasn't included in in the trade slash sale of the game. Well, I've had the game for years without it. It's fine, but right after playing years with the big screen, it's like, well, it's kind of nice with the big screen. I mean, it's kind of nice, but eh, at the same time, like. I can totally get down with the normal size screen. Like, I don't know. Again, it, I think it comes down to preference and I like it. I don't know, man. I can't not. handle your decisions because your Ghostbuster still has the stock red LED DMD. So I, I know. don't know. I know it does. It's so ridiculous. It's, it's not so ridiculous. Bad. No, no. I, I genuinely like the, the stock animation. Yeah. The stock take, animation's fine with take color. pride in that shit. No, and 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 it, it's the same discussion, guy. Uh, when we talk about Lord of the Rings, I think the original DMD art is better than the color DMD art. Period. I what? Well, your Metallica has a color DMD. That's one of the very few games that I actually like a color DMD over the the stock there's DMD. A, you, there is some color on Metallica that I wonder what the fuck they were thinking, but there's a lot of color on Lord of the Rings and Ghostbusters that I'm going. What the heck were they thinking when they made that color decision? Yeah, see, and that's exactly why I'm like, eh, I'll just stick uh, with my red one. No, I like it. I like the colored upgrades. I think it looks neat. See, here's the deal. Uh, if you quickly go downstairs and look at some of the mods and stuff that you've bought in the last umpteen years uh, that's currently down in your basement that hasn't left or been sold, uh, you could buy another fucking game. If you took all those color DMDs out of a bunch of your games, that's almost enough to go buy like a shadow. Yeah, but I wasn't. The, the whole point was keeping them and putting color DMDs in them because they. Because I was going to keep them. Color DMDs aren't going anywhere. <laughs> That'd be like one of the last things that I would do. Again, Metallica and Spider Man are two games that I can 100% say I do like the color DMD more than the stock animations. All right, we're off topic as hell. Okay. No, we're talking about mods for games. I guess. So, if they were going to release another game, which one would you actually buy? I get if they release another Medieval, but what's another game that you would get? Um, Gosh, you'll have to give me a second here. I, um, why don't you tell me first while I continue to look? Okay. I'm pretty sure it'd be Tales of Arabian Nights would be a very good one. Like I said, I, I'm not super tied to Cactus Canyon. I think it's fun. Whitewater is fun. I've put my name on someone at their home collection. And Tales, or I'm sorry, Theater of Magic is also very fun. And I'm, I've not gotten deep into any of those games, so I'd probably enjoy them all. But Totan I have the most nostalgia and memory for. And so that would probably be my first purchase. Theater Magic, though, definitely is kind of fun where, uh, like, the trunk and the hidden shot. Yeah, that could be a fun one. Uh, Cactus Canyon, I'll have to see what the code is like. There was, uh, I was playing the pinball arcade version, and when the train started coming down toward me, I didn't know what to hit. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I just don't know how the game works, and so I'd have to, I'd have to like, look at how to play the game. So I knew what I was doing. I, I think honestly, truthfully, even if all the games that I just said came out again, which is more than I think, you know, the four to six that we presumably will see, uh, I think the only one that I'd really consider buying is Cactus Canyon. Really? Yep. And is that like the layout or the code? Like what what makes you like Cactus Canyon? I think it more comes down to just the fact that I've played the Adams family so many fucking times. Mm -hmm. I'm like 
I'm Adam's family out. It's no longer showtime, people. Mm-hmm. Um, so Adam's family's really boring. I really, truthfully, truthfully, I fucking hate Indiana Jones. I think it's one of the worst Williams games that I've played, especially considering with, of course, the weighted part here, how much most people love it. I can't stand it. I think it plays like hot dog shit. And I don't care what anybody says. They're entitled to believe that it's a great game, and that's fine. That just means there's one less person you have to worry about wanting one of those games. But I hate it. Yeah, and I don't think they'll make a wide body. I would agree. Adam's Family, I played it at my buddy's house, and it I don't remember not liking it that much. All it is is shoot the shoot the scoop and shoot the ramp. Yeah. There's so many things that are like ungodly dangerous that the only thing you really want to do is maybe start multiball, which is really dangerous, uh, and then shoot the ramp and shoot the scoop. And like, mm-hmm. you know, there's some interesting stuff on it. It's cool. It's got four flippers. Like that's that stuff's all cool, but like, you know, the layout's kind of eh. Eh. Yeah, and then Indiana was at a local collector's place. I played it. And it's yeah, it's okay. I I wasn't like ultra excited about it. There's a lot of you can't see the ball half the time. Right. I don't like that at all. Twilight Zone, I definitely like, but if they never make it, I'll not, I, I won't be upset about it. Hot take. I'm not the biggest Twilight Zone fan. Yeah, it's for the price, I would never pay that for it. Oh god, no, especially since they're creeping up to 8 grand now yeah, like. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so Cactus Cannon, that's cool. Well, in Totan, right? So yeah. we we talked about I'm a shit all over it. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think I should be able to get to the wizard mode on ball one. It's not super great. I think it has some really cool stuff in it. And I maybe with a complete an overhaul of everything, it could be a lot cooler. But Totan really doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me, man. It's a lot like Indiana Jones. Like it's funner to play than Indiana Jones, but I'm still like, eh. Uh, the same goes for um, Creature from the Black Lagoon and also the other uh, Circus Voltaire. I hate Circus Voltaire. I can't stand it. A lot of people love it. I can't fucking stand that game. I'd rather play a Rob Zombie, listeners. See, I think part of the problem, too, is like I am not really good at all. And so that kind of like those games are fine because I'll we'll probably never see the wizard mode the only fun game from j-pop that i actually like is world cup soccer i think the rest of his play fields and his games are not fun i i don't enjoy his his games yeah circus voltaire and totan hard pass for me but no cactus canyon that could be fun man who the fuck doesn't love trains choo choo motherfucker I, I like it that like the drop targets pop up like uh, gunmen or whatever for your showdowns. What do they call it? The shootout standoffs. Yeah, right. I think that's pretty fun. It's a fun game. I just don't right. know the rules, and uh, I'll probably watch some gameplay and see yeah. if they have any. No, I mean that's that's just kind of that it, would be right? that would be maybe number two if they released it. I'd probably be down for that, especially with they're going for like stupid fifteen grand. I mean that's nuts. Right, kind of making me wonder if I should just get a Cactus Canyon. You can always sell it. And, like, look at the look at the value of CGC games used. They don't lose that much money. Right. I don't understand how you got yours uh, for that price, but <laughs> there's a lot of things in play. <laughs> I don't know how I got that either, and I don't know how any everyone everyone was sleeping on that. But I'll take it. Yeah, this is a screaming deal. I am waiting for them to release another game. I'm getting kind of annoyed that they've been slacking on getting a game out. We've been told, like, oh, it's coming. It's coming. And they probably are building a bunch and having them in boxes ready to ship so that when they announce it, it's go time. Because you don't want it to be like Medieval Madness where it's like, okay, we're probably going to get them on the line in a month. And then three years later, they're finally shipping. Right. Yeah, that's less than ideal. That's it. Any other CGC talk? We could bring up the rumors like 
there was these are stupid rumors, but someone said they saw a bunch of Twilight Zone cabinets at the factory. No one's proven it. Then uh, someone else said, well, Brian Allen, who did the art, has been redoing art packages. Have you seen his artwork for the Medieval Madness uh, art blades? Yes, I have. Do you think I should get them? No. What? No. Really? Really. I kind of like them. I think you should just get mirror blades. <sighs> okay, I might have a pair. So he's been doing art for a bunch of games like uh, Translate and Art Blades and then acrylic translates that you can hang on your wall. And he's done Monster Bash, Medieval Madness, AFM, and Whitewater. And so a lot of people think that Whitewater will be re-released. I wouldn't doubt it. That game is creeping up on value, too. That one's another one where I'm just like, meh. It's cool. It's unique, and it's fun. I'd it's one of those games, though, that if you played it a handful of times and had a couple of really good games, you might be bored after that. Yeah, I don't know. Some games are fun every time you play them, and some games aren't. And there's definitely games that have left my basement that were still fun every time I played them. Name uh, one. Lord of the Rings. Mm, it's fun. Okay. Yep. You know, uh, and I, I also think um, Monster Bash. It's fun. Is it one that I want keeping up the finite space in my basement? No, hmm. because it isn't like epic. Uh, you know, I, I really do want at this point, I'm getting really snobby. Remember, we talked about this in I think our first or second episode. Getting really snobby with what games I want in my basement. And just because a game's fun and I'll play it on location doesn't mean that I want one. And doesn't mean that it have staying power in my basement. Attack from Mars has some of the best callouts like ever. Hands down. Hands down. I think it might have better callouts than Medieval Madness. And I might die on that hill saying that. But if it doesn't, or it's tied with Medieval, I still think it has amazing callouts. And I think that's partially why Monster Bash left, because the callouts of Monster Bash were okay, but they weren't epic. Hmm. I would have to play AFM more and listen to them, because otherwise I think Medieval has better calls. Well, you also would need to get good, Scrub, <laughs> to get into the game more. Because you got to see Strobe Multiball for the first time ever. And I don't yeah. know about you, but I fucking love Strobe Multiball. Because you can't see what you're fucking doing. And you're just like panic flipping. And you like make a shot and the ball disappears. And you're like, did I make the shot? Where does, this, where does that shot go? Like, I... I sort of know where everything is. Like, is it coming back? Is it going to drain back down the way I shot it? Like, where is it? Um, and I, I really like that. That's probably the first time I've seen it, and that was wild. It definitely would cause a seizure. Uh, I think it, yeah. Well, and you could turn it down. I have my strobe cranked. There's like three settings. You can have it like low, medium, or intense. And I definitely have mine on intense because it's like, well, if you're going to fucking have a mode called strobe multiball, I want the ship lined out of me because that should be what, the, like, it should <laughs> match the name of the mode. Yeah. Oh, boy. But, yeah, I, I'm definitely excited for Cactus Canyon if that is the next game that comes out. I think a lot of these games, you know, I'll play them on location. They're fun. But they're not ones where I'm like, holy shit, I have to have this in my basement. Eh. Oh, I went to PPS's website. It is, it's a uh, Soren, the guy who's doing the code for CGC. And they have received authorized approval to make available modified game code via EPROMs that PPS will sell along with authorized suppliers. So that's awesome. So yeah, they'll be doing the originals as well. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely cool. I think that Cactus Canyon is definitely one that a lot of people I've heard say that has like super incomplete code. So it's very possible. If they make it. their own game, do you think it'll be like a sequel to a Williams game? Or do you think they're going to go uh, non-licensed? Or do you think they will start pulling in their own license? I don't necessarily know. And mm. to be completely honest with you, I'm not sure that their first few games are going to be any good. <laughs> I would say the same. I, f I think it's easy to make a bunch of non-licensed first uh, to get a feel, but I don't know if they have... They have a Dennis Norman design on hand, but if they don't really have pinball designers on hand, 
who knows if they could make a good game if they only have built old games. Well, they haven't really like designed games. That's what I mean. Yeah, they're yeah. They're, they have they're, the Norman design, and his designs have been good. There, there's some. He has good and bad games. Yeah. Let's be honest. Uh, and just because they have a design from him does not mean that it's God's greatest gift to mankind. So it's concerning, you know. And Stern, fortunately, unfortunately, seems to be picking up some of, definitely not all, of the really, really, really talented individuals and i'm not talking about the the old guys um, that have been in the industry for 20 plus years i'm also talking about like new talent now american pinball picked up some new talent and i'm pretty excited about that there's some new talent that i think no one's picked up yet and it's freaking ridiculous they haven't yet but I definitely think um, as much as Scott Denise's Rick and Morty was, I don't know, it's a mixed bag. Some days I think I love it, and then other days I'm just kind of like lukewarm on it. That man can make playfields, and they're fun. Um, and same with Keith Elwin. I mean, some of his games feel kind of samey. Um, looking at you, Jurassic Park and Iron Maiden, but. Um, he truly brings something interesting to the table that we haven't seen that kind of change up in the industry. And I mean, we're talking back in the nineties. It's definitely interesting. I think this year is going to be a big year, at least for some announcement stuff. So that's exciting. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Right. I, I think it could be. I also think that it could be a really lackluster year because Jersey Jack presumably isn't going to release anything. And if they do, they're going to release a game that's going to flop. And I worry about their existence moving forward. Oh, I just got to charge $1,000 more people. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, I mean, they go after some titles, some licensed titles. Like, Willy Wonka could not have been cheap unless it's fair use. But I don't think that it is. Um, or not fair use, but uh, public domain. I don't think Willy Wonka was public domain. Uh, if, you know, the game that they're supposedly next coming out on is Toy Story. And I can only fucking imagine how much money Disney wants for that license. Um, short of, I mean, to the moon. Uh, that's got to be a really expensive license. And if they come out with another Willy Wonka, which, unpopular opinion, I hate that game. Uh, I'm not entirely sure that they'll... I mean, I guess they'll be able to bounce back because right now they're overcharging on Guns N' Roses because they literally still can't produce them fast enough uh, to go out. But I don't, you know, a lot of JJP's titles have not been hot sellers. Some of them have been good games. GNR was their only good selling game. Uh, Wizard of Oz sold really well. Maybe because they still have them available. Well, I mean, they had like eight versions you know you got like the normal edition the the light board's gonna break on you immediately the one that the light board's gonna break on you eventually you got the ruby red the you know you got all those different versions and now it's the yellow brick road with missing features um but yeah i'm not sure i want jjp to to continue to be a pinball company but their practice of charging now ten thousand five hundred dollars for a game fucking ridiculous yeah if cgc can keep their prices i think they'll be fine i think their prices are pretty good well medieval madness was stretching it but i yeah i i think their other titles yeah they're yes, new 100 agree we can stop beating that dead horse yeah <laughs> We're it's gonna still wrap this. Alive. <laughs> <laughs> get the printer, get the printer out and beat that with a baseball bat. Yep, yep, yep. Office style. Well, that's a short episode that was an hour long. <laughs> we will uh, be very excited when CGC does give any word to the public on what's next. I will be waiting with bated breath. I'll be waiting. I don't know with what breath. Might be stinky breath, but I am waiting patiently. I hope that at this point they wait longer and just piss off all the like oh people that are super excited. I think I'm just going to buy a six-pack of Red Bull and just stay up one night and get that stupid GI thing installed. 
I think you should go buy a Red Bull tonight and we should do another podcast. Oh my God. Hot take. We totally should. <laughs> Stop dreaming. Okay. All right. Well, listeners, adios. If you want to get a hold of us and tell us that um, our CGC talk was wrong and there's a different game on the line, our email is flippin' and mashing at gmail.com. And we will be waiting for your email to discuss on the next podcast. With bated breath. Oh, that breath better have a breath mint. It better. <laughs> Good night, everyone. You're the best. Adios. Goodbye. Man, you are slow on that mute button, man. No, no, that's <laughs> not it at all. I was reading. Edit, edit number one. I'm going to have to do. <laughs> edit number two. Come here, tasty human. I am the Duke of Bourbon, and I will destroy you. <gasps> you some ugly Martians. I am Francois Dugrim, and I will get medieval on your derriere. You know, I enjoy killing these Martians. <laughs>